Welcome everyone to the Deba Tillery live show. I am your host, Deba, and I am so excited to have you with us today. We hope to inspire and motivate you and give you tips and tools to help you excel in life and business. We have a special guest today who's going to help us with just that, Amanda McPherson. She is a life coach um, and an international speaker, and we are blessed to have you with us today, Amanda. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here and to talk to an audience, um, particularly of moms who are, to me, the bravest people, <laughs> moms and dads, but the bravest folks out there. So uh, well, it's a, a real privilege. Absolutely. Moms are my favorite too. We were just talking about how I really think that moms are the most amazing people on the planet. Not only have they grown a human inside their body and then, you know, kept them alive and shaped them into adults. To me, that's just such great work and just the, the dedication and the patience that it takes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, and it's just, you know, I work with a lot of moms in my life coaching business and the personal growth that comes from the experience, the, you know, realizing that you're not in control, even of your child, right. And, and, and all those things that cut, that come up, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not, Yes, it's keeping them alive, but then it's also really always kind of continuing to challenge you, right, as a, right. As a person, as a mom, uh, um, in, in very unique ways that I'm not sure anything else uh, than, than adult, uh, than parenthood can do, so. Yes, yes, and mom guilt, the mom guilt that, right. you know, that goes through, it, it's something, you know, yeah. so that's what I yeah. really am excited to have you here, um, being a life coach, you, you talk to moms and mompreneurs um, yeah. all the time. And so I'm really excited to glean great tips from you. So for our audience who may not know, could you tell us what life coaching is and how you help your clients? Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Steve. But yeah, I, I'm glad that that's the first question because sometimes I sort of just gloss over that and think everybody knows what a life coach is because that's my world and I'm swimming in it all the time. And, uh, you know, before I became a life coach, I wouldn't have known exactly what it meant either. You know, is it somebody that goes on walks with you? Do they, do they make sure you're eating the right thing? Like, what is it? Right. Um, and there's all different kinds of life coaches. Let me say that, right. uh, uh, you know, a little bit about my particular kind of way I work or the way I do it. I do have a master's degree in counseling. Uh, so my initial approach was to be sort of the, uh, you know, you would, typically call a therapist or a counselor. Um, and so I, I studied in that way of, of helping people. And I very much have a lot of respect for that field. And But what, what I found is while I was doing my hundreds of, of and thousands of, of internship hours uh, to become a counselor, it just started to occur to me that maybe uh, for my own sort of uh, way I work and the way I want to help people that coaching might be a better fit. And, and I, you know, I think why, why would I think that, or what makes coaching different? Uh, coaching is definitely a, 
an empowering process. And I'm not saying that therapy isn't. I love therapy, been to plenty of it, have lots of therapist friends, I'm not knocking it. But what I've found is that some people uh, don't truly step into their power though through therapy. They might have a lot of understanding around their quote unquote issues and what, you know, why, you know, childhood things affected them. And, and I'm not, that understanding can be quite powerful and healing. I get that. But for me, it never got me to that point where I really felt empowered. I really felt as, uh, as capable, as smart, as, you know, um, free from all the self-doubt. Coaching did that for me as a client. And that's what I decided how I wanted to talk to my clients. I wanted to talk to them. You know, what I say is coaching my, when I start working with a client, my belief is that they have everything they need inside of them. I'm not going to focus on the broken parts, not going to focus on what happened when you were eight years old or, or, you know, childhood. I'm not saying that's not important. I honor that, but, but where does that get us? You know, continuing to maybe focus on the parts of us that are messy and broken. I get it. We all have it, mm -hmm. but let's, let's, let's empower ourselves. Let's focus on the positive. And that's, that's what coaching really does is I like to say, you know, it really takes you like therapy maybe shows you that there's a door, a way out. And then coaching like gets you through that door and gets you, you know, really to step into this, maybe a business you want to create. Maybe it's just speaking up and actually practicing boundary setting and difficult conversations. And, you know, a coach or a coach like me is going to really push my client to start acting those things out, not just sort of knowing they're good things to do and reading about them and talking about them, but putting them into practice. So coach is a little more uh, tough love and a little more proactive and let's, let's, um, let's get these behaviors in place so that your life literally looks different if you want it to look different. Absolutely. I use a coach myself and it's, it really is so different because you are putting into practice and being accountable mm -hmm. for putting those in practice. And I can right. tell you, I started my coach last August um, and the transformation, she's a business coach, mm -hmm. but I, I feel like she's a life coach too, because <laughs> right. you know, yeah. um, yeah. she's helped me in my life, things like um, worry and anxiety and being able to switch those feeling states and how to switch right. out of those states because those states don't serve you. Right. And yeah. acknowledging and that, that choice and really empowering you to realize you have that choice. Exactly. You and, have that choice. You know, it's not. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about your business coach as like your life coach too. And that brings me, you know, to one of my points, I always say, you know, I know you talk, you know, largely to mompreneurs as well. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I always say that owning, having your own business is a personal growth boot camp all yes. the time. <laughs> right. Like, oh yes. Like, like there's so you're right. Like there's really kind of no way to separate them. And, and it, and a lot of times I know for me, having my own business has 
really accelerated or it's had to accelerate my personal growth. You know, you, you're coming up against all that self-doubt, all that, you know, questioning yourself and um, are, am I really worthy? Uh, what do people think about me? What's my value? Like you want to, you want to personal growth boot camp, start your own business. Like, like those two things kind of coincide. Oh, for real. Absolutely. Yeah. I have grown so much. And, you know, my husband always says that it's, it, it's not really what you do. It's what you're, what you learn in the process, oh right. And who oh, you're learning to become, to be, mm-hmm. and the tools mm-hmm. that you're gaining that you can really do whatever it is that you want to do now, because you have grown so much in, you know, mm-hmm. in this yeah in this life, just from starting a business and growing a business. And so, So yes, that's what I, you know, I always tell people, I mean, I love my business. I hope it lasts as long as I continue to want to do this work. But even if for some reason I had to just like close it all up tomorrow, I am not the same person I was before I started this business. I have grown, I have become, you know, a different I mean, I think a, a, a better, you know, or improved version of me. And you can't take that away from me, you know? Absolutely. Where to go. Who you've become in the process, right? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Exactly. It, it yeah. is invaluable. Yeah, in right. That. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not an easy road. And that's something, you know, that we've talked about is I really want moms who are out there because I've heard so many times the you know, I'm just a mom. I've had to put my stuff on the back burner to take care of the kids and raise a family. And I really want moms to know that you can be, do whatever it is you want to do. Um, there's resources out there. And while it's not going to be a straight path, there'll be a lot of winding to that. It's all about growth in that time. And like you said, it's a, it's a rapid personal growth. Yeah. 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 I think it's maybe why some people stop. I mean, it is hard and it is hard emotionally, if not just the hours and the, the, the busyness it's, I think a lot largely because it does bring up a lot of gremlins, as I call it, those negative kind of, you know, uh, unfortunately thoughts that, that can, can plague us. So, yes. So do you have some tips for when that, when those obstacles come in our way? Um, I really think, you know, obstacle is the way I read this book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Obstacle is the way. Very, very good. It was really helpful to me in a time where it felt like obstacles were everywhere and breaking through them and through that on the other side of the obstacle, tremendous growth, right? Right. Um, and yeah, so how, when an obstacle comes in your way, um, not to get discouraged, uh, and I think this could be in life or business, but how to move forward from that and learn from that. Right. Well, um, first of all, we're human. And, and you know, I, even as a life coach, you know, when a disappointment comes my way, when I get a no, when I really wanted a yes or something like that, it, it's, I mean, I'm human. It's going to sting or there's going to be a little bit of ouch. Like I always, you know, want people to realize that doesn't necessarily mean you've done anything wrong or that you're weak. You know, to me, it's about just not staying there very right. long. Right. 
And uh, in, in my coaching, there's this, it's too complex to totally get into, but we, we sort of talk about uh, different levels of energy that we have. And we can, it's kind of like a, you know, stock market. It goes up and down, depending on what's going on in our lives. If, if we're having a great day, then we're all positive, right? I can do this. But it's when those disappointments come, where do we go? Where do we go mentally? And one of the levels, the lowest level is that we call it victim energy. And, and nobody likes to call themselves that, but victim energy is also, is that feeling of, oh, I'm not good enough. I knew I couldn't do it. I shouldn't even try. And I think a lot of us can relate to that kind of thinking, right? right. And I know I can. So an awareness around where you go. So I, you know, again, I, myself, and I work with my clients just to say like, okay, so there's a pattern here of when, when an obstacle comes up or you get that disappointment, you know, you go to maybe this low level of energy, but it's just energy and you can shift it back again. Yes. Don't take it as truth. Don't take it as truth, the capital T. See it as just, okay, I know this is where I go. And how can I, how long do I want to stay here? You know, I kind of, you know, there are days when I'm just, you know, nothing's working. My computer's not working. You know, people are, you know, not showing up, whatever it is. And I just say, like, I'm going to have some I'm going to have some victim energy for the next hour. I'm going to eat some ice cream or whatever. Right. right. And, and then it's, it's time to be done with it. So right. it's not about being superhuman. I don't think, and not letting those things get to you, but like you said, how do you learn from it? How can you, you know, see it as uh, well, what can I do differently next time? You know, when I was first starting my business, just like anybody else, I think that's being honest, like I had some hits and I had some misses. You know, I had some, oh, I would launch a workshop and it was, you know, crickets. Well, yeah. I can either interpret that as, oh my gosh, you know, Amanda, you're doing this wrong. You're, this is never going to work. You know, you're annoying people, whatever I want to tell myself. Or I can say, hmm, how much lead time did I have to market that workshop? How could I do it differently? How could I maybe um, incentivize people to, to join it, uh, you know? Did I not message it clearly enough to what, what they're going to get out of it, right? So there's, there's always, if you'll allow yourself, there's always, you know, lessons learned and, and ways you can grow. But again, just recognize that you may do that dip at yes. first, but that staying there is the problem and that staying there does, never gets you out. It doesn't get you out. It doesn't give you, you know, new ideas, any forward moving energy it's just the curl up and forget, forget it energy. Uh, and again, there was something for me and a lot of my clients about just looking at it as energy that's helpful versus, oh, this is how I am. This is the truth. Uh, you know, this is just how it's going to be forever. It's like, no, I just have a lot of this low at level energy right now. How do I want to shift out of it? What can I do? Can I read something? Can I talk to somebody? Can I, uh, you know, write a blog. Can I, you know, I, I also find in business taking action usually pulls me out of that. I don't know if you feel the same way, but yeah. you know, if I'm really down, I'm really feeling defeated. The best thing I can do when I'm ready is to take some action, write about that, do a video about that, share an email newsletter, reach out to somebody, you know, um, that's, that's usually the, for me, the secret sauce for getting yeah that higher level of energy back. Which I think is great um, to share too, because, you know, even with all my coaching and talking about these, you know, the energy place of being when, when you hit an obstacle or something that really frustrates you, 
um, and not staying in that energy, you know, shifting it, but acknowledging it, you know, because like you said, we're human, you know, just not staying in there long. Um, And I think, you know, you're right, like doing something about it or changing your state. This is something I talk Mm -hmm. about in one of my talks that I do about resetting your mindset is physically changing your state, dancing, getting up, doing something, maybe go for a brisk run or something to just change that state and get good energies back um, so that you Mm -hmm. can put those negative thoughts to rest or the negative things that happen and just move forward. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, it's so true. And I think, you know, some people especially these days, if you're sort of confined to home, uh, you know, all the time, you know, because of the pandemic, because you're a new mom, whatever it is, you know, as much as you can kind of get some new scenery, get some fresh air, not be in those same four walls, there's just something about it that just brings new ideas, brings a a, right, a a wave of creativity that you're just sometimes not going to find with the laundry basket sitting over here and you're on your couch and you're looking at the same four walls. It's just right. hard to sometimes access new energy. Right. I mean, I think I, when you were talking about that, it kind of reminds me of what I tell my moms when uh, their babies are crying or they have that colic time in the evening. I told you I have a breastfeeding clinic. So we yeah. talk a lot about babies and temperament and, you know, I tell them, take the baby outside, just that change of scenery and that fresh air, you know, it's good for baby. It's good for you. And you're just bringing that in a whole nother context, you know, that, um, when they're in a slump or whatever, get out, get a change of scenery, get that air, just like, just like babies, like a little baby there. Yeah. We can learn a lot from, right. For what we need at that, 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 like those, sometimes those needs are still there at 40 years old. Right. 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 Yeah. So I I love that. That just kind of connected those pieces uh, for me. So that's awesome. So in your journey, right. We've talked about that there's setbacks or, you know, lessons to be learned what would you say is a setback that was a major setback for you? Um, how did you overcome it? And what lesson did you learn? Hmm. You know, I, I have been asked this before and I've thought about this and I guess in some ways I'm fortunate that I can't, you know, I can't think of just, you know, one or two, I mean, major kind of uh, catastrophic setbacks. I mean, I've definitely had, loss. I, my dad died, you know, uh, over a decade ago, you know, way too young. Um, I, I, I did get let go. My position was eliminated at my former, uh, job, which I should say, you know, I want to say so much, but you know, my, this, me being a life coach, this is a second career for me. So, you know, if you're, if people are listening and they're like, oh, I'm, I've already done this though for a decade, or I've been doing this for 15 years, I can't possibly change. Like, yes, you can. Uh, I had been doing completely different work for, uh, you know, 15 years or so, totally different. I was in, I was involved in politics. I lived in Washington, DC. I had this whole other life. Um, And, and I, you know, I could talk a lot about making that, that change, but, you know, yes, I, I, my position was eliminated, you know, but, but honestly, probably it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it did force me into, uh, I had already been kind of dabbling in my, having my own business and it, it forced me to go all in. 
on it. Uh, so that was a that was a positive. But but just to talk about obstacles because I think sometimes you know people think oh, I don't have a powerful enough story or I haven't had these big obstacles, right? I, I didn't overcome a, a horrible disease or, a, or a, you know, poverty or whatever. But most of us have little tiny obstacles all the time, right? So, and to me, those are what's gonna, like those can be almost sneakier and more dangerous uh, and more dream killing because they're sneaky obstacles. Like, again, you get a no and you wanted a yes and you decide it's not going to work out. Or you um, do something, you know, you launch a program and no one signs up and you decide not to do it again. You decide to give up, right? Um, and so I've had a lot of those. And I've had a lot of, of having to uh, remind myself of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes. That, that, you know, nothing, uh, what's the phrase? I don't know that, you know, you nothing good becomes without just a lot of hard work. And that, you know, just because you're passionate about something and even maybe good at it, doesn't mean it's going to come easily. Right. I like things that come easily. Don't you, Diva? I like <laughs> oh. things that come easily. Don't we all? Absolutely. <laughs> like, you know, and so, you know, I think, the obstacles, you know, mostly was my mindset. I mean, I, you know, I know I like beat that drum a lot, but it was my, it was my own mindset of thinking, oh, you know, somehow this should just work out. I shouldn't have to work this hard. You know, shouldn't my very first workshop fill up? Shouldn't people just sign up for my email list? Just, you know, like, you know, crazy without me really having to, to do a lot of the work. And so, you know, I think that we've got to be really careful for those, those small little obstacles. And, um, and I think, you know, what I learned from a lot of this is that, again, just because you have the right intentions or you're passionate about something doesn't mean it's going to come easily. Right. And, and that, that you're still, you know, you still have to have the no's, you know, before I think you get to all the yeses or, you know, that's just, that's just part of it. It is. Uh, so recognizing that building your own business is fun, but it's probably one of the hardest things I'll ever do, mm-hmm. you know, in my life. And we're talking to mom. So like, you're getting got a couple hard things going on if you're doing both, right. Raising right. kids and but I mean, it's, it's, it's not for the faint of heart, but it's worth it. Yes. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it, in, in what you were just talking about, for me, there's been so many obstacles along the way. And, you know, whenever I first started my breastfeeding clinic, getting a client, we were doing marketing, you know, but right it was hard for moms to pay for this service. And there was nobody doing insurance at the time. Insurance companies weren't acknowledging that this is federal law, that they should be providing this service. So we fought and fought and fought how many no's we got over the years. And it took us three years to get a network with Blue Cross Blue Shield. And we were the first in Texas to do so. And we're opening the doors for other lactation consultants. And then, right. And uh, Cigna for years has told us no. And then just last year, we were able to get in with Cigna, Humana. So now we have all of these networks and we're able to help moms and they don't have to pay for the service. 
which now they're able to come and get the help that they need. So, you know, it was so, um, what's the word, frustrating. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you were like, okay, do I just stop Stop? trying? But no, you know, I would think of, I want to help moms. I want to help babies. This is, this is the way that I need to get, I need to get these insurance companies to understand the importance of this, you know, and we're doing such a great thing here and trying to help their members and just persistence, right? Persistence, persistence, persistence. And had I had quit at the nose, we wouldn't be here today. The business wouldn't have survived. The moms wouldn't have been getting the help that they need, right? Right. So, right. No, it's, that's a great, and it sounds like you were really, you know, committed to it. And, uh, you know, I, that's one thing I talk about in coaching is, you know, if people are like, oh, you know, I know I should be doing this and I'm not, I know like, you know, for like my mompreneurs, especially, uh, you know, I, we, I really have to question, like, are you all in? Are you all in on this idea? And it's not to beat yourself up. It's just to look at like, what might be keeping you from being all in if you're not? Mm-hmm. Because if you're not all in, then you're gonna come, then there's gonna be plenty of other things that can come up that can take your time and that are really legitimate excuses for why you don't pursue it or why, right? So the first step is just to sort of, you know, decide, am I totally committed to this? Am I all in? And, uh, you know, I, my coach always likes to tell me you're either all in or you're all out. And there's I'm no like, foot in the game. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm kind of, she's like, no, you're either all in or you're all out. And it's true. Right. It's true. Um, I recently got married and she had to, she coached me through that, you know, kind of, are you all in or are you all out? It can be to business, to relationships, to, to your self-care. Like, you know, when people like you just described even your experience, you were all in by making it work. Yeah. And so uh, again, it's not to like beat yourself up. It's just a question. Maybe what I do is I ask people, what, what would it take to make you all in? And a lot of times it's getting over that self-doubt. It's getting right. over a lot of that negative self-talk that tells them, well, could it really work? And oh, are you really supposed to do this? And you know, Right. That negative talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell my moms this in our support group, but you can do hard things, right? Oh, I love that. I mean, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and just pushing through and looking at it in a different light and what did you learn from those no's just like you've said you know and how can I do it better next time what are different angles to take with it Mm -hmm. um and I think that's in any aspect whether it's business or life or relationships right yeah Yeah, like you know I I it sounds uh like a negative to say this but you know one of my favorite self help personal development books, if you will, is, is the road less traveled. It's been around forever and ever and ever. I think it was written in the seventies, but the very first sentence of it is life is difficult. And like, Ooh, like that sounds, Ooh, that's negative. Well, no, what he, what he goes on to say is it's, it's really just accepting that like, but you can do hard things. Like there will be difficulty. So I think a lot of our, and he would, and it's kind of a Buddhist teaching as well, right? A lot of our pain and suffering comes from thinking things shouldn't be hard. Mm -hmm. 
like, oh, it shouldn't be hard. This shouldn't be this hard. Well, it's not to be negative. It's just sort of an acceptance of like, it's hard. I'm telling you, if you're a mom and you're, you know, working to build a business or just a mom or, you know, not just, you know what I mean? Like right, not trying no, to build yeah. your business, but yeah, it's hard. Don't let that, don't create a lot of meaning around that meaning. Oh, life's against me. I'm not good enough. Or I'm doing something wrong. Like sometimes things are hard, but you Absolutely. can do it. You can do it. And then a lot of self-confidence comes from doing those hard things, right? Therein lies the cycle. Right. Uh, so many people come to me and they, you know, we get on that call and that initial call. And it's like, well, what do you think? You know, I ask them, what is it that you're missing or what, what is it you want? self I mean, nine out of 10, it's sort of confidence, right? Self-confidence, self-worth, sense of self-worth, whatever you want to call it. And, you know, I always say, I, you know, I wish I had like a pill or like a magic formula to give people to, to just where they could get that. And I think there's a lot of things that go into building that, but doing hard things, doing things that build your self-esteem and show you that like, you're not fragile and you can do it is a huge self-esteem builder. So I absolutely love that. Um, I think I'll be using that in our breastfeeding <laughs> support group if you don't Go mind. Go for it. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of times our, when the moms come to us in our breastfeeding support, you know, in our breastfeeding clinic, they think that uh, they say that, oh, I thought this was going to be easy and this is so yeah. hard and validating that, yes, this is hard. And maybe yeah. for some it is easy, um, but not, not for everybody and that, but you can do this, you can get through hard things. And then the empowerment that they feel with the support and the guidance, and then coming out on the other end, being successful and seeing what they've done. And then they're empowering other moms too. Yeah. It just fills my heart with, that's, that's, that's why I, I do it. Right. Because yeah, I, I love that. it. You know, and I'm, I'm making all these connections here, you know, you know, mompreneurs. Well, I mean, you know, again, well, a lot of times when I'm working with my clients who do, you know, they are working on starting their own business, whether it's part-time or, or full-time, you know, when we really get down to why they want to do it, yes, they want to bring in some extra money, you know, for their family, they want the, what the options would bring them, but, but most of the time, I think it's, it's because they know they are going to feel powerful and step into their potential and, 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 and it's, it's a, it's a personal growth thing. So, uh, you know, it, it's kind of that, again, that sense of like, I built this, I did this, I, you know, that feels good. That feels, you know, really great. And, and you can get that obviously, I mean, of course, through parenting and whatnot, but I think there is something of course about build, you know, creating something of your, you know, own that, uh, that is, you know, just your, you know, I don't know, for you, that is right. not selfish. That is, that is quite, you know, um, self-confidence building. Right. It's actually, you know, building your self-confidence, building your self-worth is not just for you. It actually is for your family too, oh, gosh, yes. because it trickles oh. down to that. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, I could, you know, as I was preparing for this uh, podcast, you know, I thought, well, I don't know how personal, you know, I should get, but I was thinking about how, I mean, I have the most lovely mom. I always kind of joke, like, if you look up in the dictionary, like what a mom's supposed to be like, it's, she's, it's like bakes the cookies, shows up at every event. Like, you know, it has, 
and, and, and I mean, yes, like so nurturing and all of that, but what I didn't see modeled was somebody who really had some things of her own that brought her a lot of sense of fulfillment and purpose beyond her kids. And um, it, again, our parents, we're all, they're all doing the best they can. They all do wonderful things and screw us up too. Like, I mean, that's just life. Like, you know, we give ourselves, give ourselves and our parents a, a break. But, you know, I had to then as adult kind of shake that model and, and kind of that, like, I don't want to do it like that. I don't want to do life like that. And I had to kind of realize that as a woman, uh, I didn't have to, you know, there, it's okay to have, uh, have things that are my own, to not just, you know, uh, think that I'm there to carry out other people's hopes and dreams, but to the have them of my own. And um, the best thing you can do for your children, I think is have that kind of life because then you're not depending on them for your happiness. Right. Our kids should never be like, feel responsible for our happiness. And I see that unfortunately happen sometimes when my dear best intentioned moms aren't taking care of themselves. Yes. Your kids kind of pick that up and there becomes this sense of, you know, uh, that, that, that you need them. And, you know, this is a whole other deep, but like, that's, that's really like, that's not healthy. Right. And I think that just speaks so much to why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place to give that inspiration to know, you know, that you, you feeling your self-worth as a mother, as a person, as an entrepreneur, as whatever it is that you desire and want to be, that that is so important to uh, provide that self-care and to know that um, you are more and can be more and can be anything. Yeah. We have a couple of comments. So yeah. um, with some, Emily says, uh, proof to just never give up, way to go. That was so powerful. And then Christy saying, getting through hard things makes you strong and confident. Love that we are responsible for our own happiness, yeah. um, which is so true. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. that we can't look to other things, other people to make us fulfilled and happy. We need to uh, pour our own cup. Yeah. Even our kids, which like, you know, that's a hard one, right? Cause it's yes. like, I, but this is my child, you know, and, and it's not on purpose, but again, I work with, I work, uh, some of my youngest client, I think I've had is like a 14 year old young girl. She was, she was lovely and her, you know, there was great parenting going on, but I all work with some other teens. And unfortunately they, they, I'm seeing more and more, them feeling responsible for keeping their parents happy. Mm. And that's, that's not a good, that's, that's a, that's a, and it's, and it's not done on purpose, but it's sort of done with this idea that I'm going to pour everything into you and, and, and not kind of fill my own cup. And again, kids can pick up on that. For sure. That's super powerful too, to really, you know, digest what you just said there. Yeah. Um, lesson and it's not something that's fixed in a day and but it's it's something I do see um you know uh and uh it's a hard I think uh you know thing to kind of yeah digest for for such well meaning well-intentioned uh moms that 
that maybe they have gotten, it has gotten a little imbalanced as far as like their source of happiness needs, yes. you know, from their kids. Cause, cause, cause people are going to disappoint us. Even our kids, our right. spouses, our best friends, like, 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 you know, they are like, you know, and so everybody's then, human, right. Yeah. And we're all learning this life together in our own way, you know, so we are going to fail at certain times, you know, the, even to the people that we love. So, so do you have any tips or thoughts on how to balance motherhood with filling your own cup or balancing your career, you know, that self-care piece um, yeah. finding that balance so that you're taking care of both. Gosh. Um, you know, first of all, you know, I have to get back to the, like, you know, you, you is your belief, you know, you've really got to be committed to the belief that good, you know, being a good mom does look like you filling your own cup. Like until you really believe that, I can give you all the tips and I can tell you to take all the bubble baths and take all the, you know, girls trips or whatever in the world and you're not going to do it. Right. So, so you first have to really work on if there's something in there that like is not letting you believe that you really like, this is not just like something you should do, but like you want to do it. You're committed to, to this kind of way of being a mom. Right. Um, and then I think it is, um, you know, just like we were saying, like, you may, let's say you've not been the best at setting boundaries or protecting your time or carving out that time. It is going to maybe surprise people in your life or cause a little bit of tension, you know, with your partner or with your kids or whatever. And just like being okay with that, recognizing again, it might be hard. It might feel a little bumpy. People might resist it. People might not like it at first, but that, that doesn't mean you're doing the wrong thing. Um, and, and really speaking up and speaking your, your truth, you know, I, you know, whether that's, I need you to do, you know, to, to somebody that can help you. I need help. I need, you know, whether that's your partner, a friend, um, you know, and because I, I talk a lot about this as well. Like one of the energies I talk about when I talk about my energies is caregiver energy. Well, clearly if you're a mom, you probably have a lot of caregiver energy. If you didn't mm -hmm. have it before, it got like infused in you probably when you have this, this bundle of, of, of joy, right? And caregiver energy is beautiful and wonderful, except when it, it gets to the extreme, right? When you're mm -hmm. neglecting yourself and why that's, yes, that's a problem because you deserve the best and all that. But the other reason it becomes a problem is I always say, beware of too much caregiver energy for it can become martyrdom and angry, bitter energy, if, if not watched, right? So if you're just constantly giving and caring and like what I see, I'm sorry, dear, lovely moms, is that I also hear anger, resentment, yes. bitterness. Mm -hmm. And and my job as a coach is to coach the mom, if that's who I'm coaching on, well, are you voicing what you need? Are you protecting your time? Are you doing that? Because, you know, you've got to kind of teach people, right? How you want to be treated and, and they need to communicate that. 
And if you notice that you're falling down in that kind of bitter, angry, resentful, I have to do everything, nobody, then your caregiver energy is actually out of whack. And it's it's got it's actually not caregiver energy anymore. It's 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 like gone to more of a negative, right? Uh, so so I guess it's it's having those uncomfortable conversations. If I'm giving you know tips and tricks, mm -hmm. it's having those uncomfortable conversations. It's recognizing that, especially if you're kind of changing a way you've been doing it, it's going to come with a little resistance maybe a little bumpy you know away like hey mom's mom's gonna kind of change some things around here um and again just being able to sit with that discomfort being able to sit with the fact that um other people may wish you totally kept doing everything <laughs> and kept that up but oh well you know you know not feeling like you have to be pleasing all of the time uh, and, uh, you know, what I hear from moms and most of my clients, but especially moms is like lack of time. Mm -hmm. And then we have to look at, again, because I'm a coach, I'm not just there to sympathize and empathize. I'm there to say, how are you going to lead your time differently then? What mm -hmm. do you need to do to lead your time differently? And, uh, have you really turned over every rock to see how you could create more space for these things that, you know? are going to make you happier. Love that. that a lot, but Absolutely. That so something, one analogy that I really like is, you know, on the airplane, they tell right. you to put in a case of emergency, put on your oxygen mask before you put on your child. And to some moms that might be like, oh no, I got to save my child. But if you're not uh, yeah. alive, you're not going to be able right. to help anybody else. Right. right. So, you right. know, in putting that, on your in, oxygen mask, helping you so that you can help the others. And, well. you know, moms, moms, especially, you know, they're, I think that they, you, you know, we, we as women, but, you know, we, I don't think realize how much our energy and our, you know, way we're showing up, how impactful that is in the home. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm not trying to put like more responsibility, but I'm saying, you know, if you, can do your mask first, actually everyone will probably be happier, right? right? You know, uh, if you're happier, it, it usually just has this sort of domino effect that, uh, in, and if you're not happy and if you're feeling resentful and you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and you're feeling exhausted and not doing anything about it, that permeates in the home as well. Absolutely. Which brings me to my topic of, you know, because parenting, super stressful, can cause clashing, you know, in a, in a romantic relationship, mm -hmm. you know, just the different views, that type of thing. Or even, like you said, changing things up a bit to be able to service yourself as well. So mm -hmm. what would be some tips on balancing um, parenting with your romantic relationship, whether that's your spouse or whether you're looking for a romantic relationship. Oh yeah. Well, that's, I, I love talking about relationships and, and, um, uh, I think that, you know, I'm not the first person that has said this, but, you know, again, another really healthy model to show your children, if you are in a relationship, 
um, is to really prioritize that relationship and show, you know, show that by again, kind of how you're, how you're spending your time. So um, I, I, I get it. I know not everybody has the same resources and whatnot, but I mean, if, if there's, if there's any way you can commit to date nights, date days, date afternoons, they don't have to be at night if that's not your jam. Like I joke with my husband, you know, we're more of a daytime couple. We like to go to bed at like nine o'clock, right? <laughs> so, so nighttime is not, but, uh, you know, finding that time and, you know, I, yes, you may have to spend a bit on, on a sitter or ask a family, you know, a friend or something, but just like I talked about when you're sitting there and the laundry baskets over here and the same four walls and the, like, it, it's hard to feel inspired. Same thing if you're just doing the same, eating at the same table every night, cooking in the same pots, doing that, like, it's just get out, see some different scenery with each other, um, talk, you know, have other things to talk about, people watch, there's just a different energy, right, about yeah. getting, getting together just with your, uh, your, your mate, if, if that's going on in your life. And so again, it, even if your kids are like, what, you know, they resisted, they don't like you to leave home. Oh, my baby cries and I leave. Like over time, I promise you that I, I work with people. I've worked with people all ages and all they, the people that had a model of, you know, seeing that love lived out, seeing that prioritization, they're so grateful for it. They're so grateful that they had that modeled. Um, and they take that into their relationships. You know, they, they want that then, uh, and they see that as a priority. So, you know, it's, again, I'm not the only person, of course, I'm not the first person to suggest dates, but, and, and it may feel like a lot of effort at first. Mm -hmm. I get like, you know, it's like, but I have all my stretchy pants and I have my hair up and I don't want to. And it's sort of like romance begets more romance. You know, I always kind of say sex begets more sex. Like I, it's, it's kind of like getting it started, you know, right. and I get that it may feel like, oh my God, so much effort. But it, I think once, once you start it, it, you'll see that like, it kind of becomes easier and becomes something that you actually want and crave. So Right. And then if you're, you know, gosh, I, I, I work with a lot of single women as well. And some are moms. And uh, of course, you've got to do that. You know, if you're dating, you've got, you know, there's a lot to think about as far as how you do that when you have, you know, little ones, but just like we want to encourage our moms to know they can do whatever they want to do. Same thing, I believe with with seeking love in a relationship. And I think that as long as you are doing it in a responsible way, as far as making sure, of course, your kids are, you know, cared for in the way they need to. Um, again, it might upset the apple cart a little bit for mom to start dating or for mom to start prioritizing an existing relationship. But let that be. Your kids aren't that fragile. They'll figure it out. Yeah, and they'll, in the end, be grateful that you modeled such a balanced way of living. Yeah. Um, so if, if you get that protesting and whatnot, I mean, okay, like, you know, being able to weather that, I think is important and not see that as, oh, I can't do it because it's getting some resistance. Right. And it's a way to fill your cup too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, what do you think about when you were talking about the dating out, you know, um, what do you about, think about too? Cause some might have that resistance of, oh, I don't have a babysitter or, you know, this just doesn't work out, but you can have date night in and do something mm -hmm. that's different. 
go out in the backyard and make a romantic picnic or a romantic dinner with nice lights. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Right. You make a great point, Diva. Yeah. I, um, I have these, my, my husband jokes about them, but I have these conversation cards. I mean, and we have plenty to talk about usually, but you know, we have the, I have these conversation cards because sometimes you don't want to just talk about like, did you put the meat out to thaw that we're going to have tomorrow? And like, like, so there's these conversation cards that are like, what was your most embarrassing moment? What was your, and like, it's, it's so fun. And we always learn, even after, you know, being together a while, we always learn something new. So you can do that in your living room. You don't have to leave. My husband and I, since we work together, you know, all of this togetherness, we were actually on yeah. a walk last night uh, after dinner, and we always talk about business. That's the nature of right. our conversations most of the time. But right. last night was just so fun because, you know, we've been together almost 20 years and we were walking and I told him a joke and a joke I used to say whenever I was a kid and he had never heard the joke before. And we just giggled about it, you know, yeah. and to have those conversation pieces that are different and brings a little uh, right. fun into it. I love that tip. So that's really great. Um, we do have a question. Yeah. Um, so I am engaged and we have been going through many struggles from kids to blending families. Do you have any tips on what to do when we start finding ourselves arguing or things get net things getting negative? Also, mm-hmm. as the one marrying into the family, when or is it even okay to voice my concerns in regards to my future in-laws? Wow, that's deep, right? Ooh, there's a lot, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot there. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, you know, when I think that, uh, again, completely, I want to normalize blending families and that bringing up stress and hard times. Like, again, normalize it. You're not doing something horrible. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be difficult. You know, if you, I think that one tip I give any couple kind of about anything is addressing it when things are not hot and heated. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so waiting till let's say something comes up on a Wednesday and you're both kind of fired up and it's not going anywhere and you're arguing like literally just say like, let's table this. And then on Saturday or when things have kind of simmered down and it's not, you know, the chemicals aren't pumping through your vein, your, your brain, like that you're upset and angry, then have a conversation about it. Cause, because when, when you're in that heated state about anything, um, you literally chemically are hijacked. Okay. Like I, that's how I like to think about it. Like your brain is literally hijacked. And that sounds really intense, but it's just the truth. When we feel threatened, which an argument and in these kind of disagreements, they, they do something chemically to our brains, right? And you're not able to express yourself as well. And you're certainly not able to listen to the other person. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. This is not yes. just men or just women, like, you know, not, it, it's just human. You literally chemically cannot kind of truly take it in and listen because you're kind of in that like fight or fight thing, right? So, so I would say just first of all, you know, making sure you're you're not talking about it when you're when it's heated because I just have never really seen that come to any great resolution. Uh, and uh, and then you know some people if you really can't seem to um, 
to talk about it without it getting too escalated or it kind of getting not helpful. I would even suggest that you hold something and that each person, when they're talking, they hold it and then you pass it. If you can't keep from like interrupting each other, kind of pass a baton or have some kind of like thing that says, okay, I'm saying my piece now, here's yours. And then if that doesn't work, I would say you probably need to maybe seek, you know, a counselor or somebody that can be, um, can kind of help guide you through that um, as a couple. As far as the, the voicing your concerns uh, regard to your in-laws, um, I'm a pretty newly married woman, so I don't know, I might pass this one over to Diva, but you know, what I have learned and I've, you know, I've got some things I could say, wonderful and, you know, mixed things I could say. Uh, no, I, uh, I think that it's always hard. Uh, you've been, most of us are used to doing it. We've been doing it our way, how our family does it, how our traditions go, how our time. And so, first of all, it's going to be normal to have some kind of like, ooh, I'm not used to that, or that's not how we would do it, or that's not how we would talk to each other, or whatever. Um, and then I would just be really wise about what you do bring up, and if, it, if it's constructive. Is it something that can really be remedies, or something you really need help with, or is it just venting? If it's just venting, I would maybe do that with a friend and not that that's my that's my perspective what do you think diva yeah i think that you know i think that first and foremost really listening to each other um giving each other the respect to listen to what they're saying um and then with the family situation um i do i i, I do think you do have to kind of tread lightly mm -hmm. um be respectful really analyze what it is that you have the issue with and is it just a superficial uh this isn't how we do things kind of thing that you you have to kind of work and grow into um and or is it something that's really affecting you and if it's something that's really affecting you your partner that you are going to be spending your life with, right? You should be able to communicate um, and communicate in a safe space, uh, knowing that you're not, you're, you're voicing this because uh, you want to seek solutions um, to right. see how you can better the situation. Um, right. And that that it's not just grumpy, grumpy. That but you're looking to see how can I make this situation better because this is how it's affecting me. Um, right. and, and having that dialogue, I think the communication aspect is the most important. And using Amanda's technique of not doing it when you're heated. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think that's yeah. how I would. Uh, navigate. Yeah, and I love your like. I agree with like the solution. You know, the solution focused point. And you should you should be able to tell you know your partner. Uh, you know, you should be able to communicate that. Uh, but again, like you know, I've already had. You know, I, I you know, there's there's my, most of us feel protective of our own family. I I do right. Like I'm like, but you know. I can I can see faults, but I it's kind of hard when I hear somebody else see a fault, right? With my my family, I'm like, oh, I only get to say that, right? But I think as long as it's uh, like you said, if it's if it's because it's something that truly is affecting your relationship, it truly is something that if left gone un you know checked or uh, you know unchanged could cause real problems. Then as a couple, 
I think you do need to figure out a solution. And, um, you know, I, I had, you know, when I got married, a lot of people kind of just, you know, gave me advice. And, you know, one woman, I remember her just saying, like, remember that you two are a team. And, uh, and that, you know, I think that if that's what you're feeling, like, I know I hear sometimes people feel like their, their, their partner, you know, maybe they, they, they are kind of choosing family over them or something like that. I mean, I do think it's important to kind of remember and, and to, to, to express like, you know, the two of us are the, are the unit here, you know, and, mm -hmm. and how are we gonna navigate these other people and these outer forces? Right, because it is, a, and it's learning, right? It's learning, um, you're both coming from different families and now you're uniting together uh, and being able and starting your own family. And so what is, what is your desires? You know, what are his desires yeah. and how can you to navigate your life together? Um, it, mm -hmm. it, along the way that y'all want it. Um, and know there's going to be, again, like we've talked about today, there's going to, it's going to be a winding path and there's going to be obstacles and there's going to be growth opportunities and learning opportunities mm -hmm. that come your way. But knowing that as a couple together, that y'all are doing this together and growing as a unit. Right. Yeah. So, because no relationship is perfect. No, no, they're not. No, they're not. And, oh my gosh, believe it or not, you still have to make yourself happy. Even when you find the right person, you know, the right person for you. I, that's my newest kind of, I mean, of course I've known that, but just got married last year. And, you know, I want to tell, you know, I talk, I work with a lot of single people and I always tell them like, please, please know that like there, it's still, you still have to work on you and you still have to figure out what's going to make you happy every day. And you still got to get up and, and create a day that's interesting. Like no, no relationship, no child, no, like that doesn't absolve you from having to, to do that work. Right? Yeah. Like you said, create a life you love. Create a life you love. Create right? it. It doesn't just fall in your lap and nobody's going to do it for you and all that good stuff. And, you know, Prince or Princess Charming or, or even your kids, like, like it doesn't necessarily, that, that doesn't fill the, the, the void of you creating a life you love. Yeah. And some tools, some ways to do that, besides all the great tips that Amanda's mm -hmm. given today, um, is also to put it out there of what it is that you want. Um, I, you know, I'm all about manifesting. Amanda and I were talking about this before. Um, I have, I feel like my journey, I have manifested it um, along the way. And so some tools to be able to create that life that you want um, and to be able to visualize and see it and feel it, those are the important, those are important, right? Absolutely. See it, believe it, feel it. Um, and to, to put that into something that you can look at every day and put yourself into that mindset to know yeah. that these are the things that I want to create in my life that will make, that will fill my cup, right? Um, a, a vision board. Yeah. So yeah, I love them. I'm a yeah. believer in them, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I have to say 
mine's come true. So call it magic, call it luck, call it whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. But it's not just making this vision board and not looking at it and just oh, thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to put these ideas on a, a poster board and boom, it's going to come true. No, you really have to take the time to visualize it and to feel it um, and, and to really you know, send it to the universe that this is what right. you want to manifest in your life. Uh, so utilizing and harnessing that power of the vision board and visualization, um, using positive affirmations for yourself to where you can really bring in those ideas that, you know, what, what whatever it is that you want, if it's self-confidence, like you said, Amanda, a lot of your clients are looking for self-confidence, you know, I am confident beyond measure or whatever that makes you feel powerful that you can use in a phrase and I am phrase to affirm these things to yourself so that you believe them. Yeah. Because once you believe them, they will be there for you. Mm -hmm. right? right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, coaching is about changing your beliefs. You know, I always say it's kind of like surgery, getting in there and, and taking the ones out that are unhealthy and not helping you and, and, and inserting them. And things like having an affirmation practice, things like, you know, getting in, you know, tuning into your vision board and your hopes and dreams, like, like, you know, it's kind of like going to the gym or something like you got to do it regularly to train those muscles. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately our muscles are typically trained to, to skew negative. I don't know why, or our thoughts are, are, you know, skew negative. So to really make a practice and a habit out of sort of beefing up and working out these new beliefs, these new thoughts are, is, I mean, I, I have to do that my, myself. I, you know, I always say I, I'm not a life coach because I just like was born with this chip in me that just makes me think I'm great. Like, no, like I'm a life coach because I struggled so much and had to figure out some ways. And I still have better days when I listen to something positive, when I start yes. my day with gratitude, like it's, yes. it's, you know, there's just certain things that work and yes. that, that, you know, uh, if you're skeptical about it, I'd say just give it a chance. Absolutely. Give it a chance. Go in with an open mind. Try these things out. I, I really believe that you will be pleasantly surprised uh, mm -hmm. because I have used it and I know, you know, I had to open my mind to it and really practice it and, you know, practice what I preach too. Right. And I feel like, you know, this conversation today, I had a little issue going on before I, I hopped on today. And it's about, like you said, not staying in it, right? I'm positive. Yeah. I, I feel good, right? You know, moving and ready to tackle the day, um, yeah, in a in a positive light. So, right, you um, really can shift it. You know, you really can. Possible. Yeah, you absolutely can. And there's going to be things that come throughout your day, but shifting it. Don't don't mm -hmm. stay in it. I love it. You have been amazing. Oh, well, it's been such a pleasure. I feel like I could talk to you forever. You know, I know. I feel like job. it too. <laughs> you, you so. really have uh, such great insight. Oh, uh, I appreciate that. And I would love for you to tell our audience how they can connect with you and yeah. what you have coming up as well. 
Sure, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, well, I'm at, you know, if you Google Life Coach Amanda, I'm at lifecoachamanda.com and my website will have lots of information about me there. Um, you can, if you think that I'm somebody that maybe could help you, uh, there is a way to book a free call with me just to chat about that through my mm -hmm. website. Um, as I said, I, I, you know, I, I do work with a lot of, of primarily women and, and a lot of moms and a lot of moms that are looking to sort of figure out what's going to make their lives uh, full and exciting and fulfilling and uh, have that purpose. Um, and so um, a couple things I do uh, that are coming up that people might be interested in. I do, uh, I have a, a, a place in my heart and always will for single women because I was single for a very long time and really struggled with relationships. So if you or anybody you know feels like you could use some support and some coaching around how to navigate dating in a way that uh, feels good and empowered, I am starting a, a course for single women on April 21st. It's an eight-week group experience. It's a lot of fun and a lot of growth happens. And then especially with COVID and everything that's gone on, I've recognized a lot of people need help just being accountable and setting, you know, bite-size attainable goals every week. So I'm just wrapping up a, a, court, a group that I call Worth the Fight because the idea is that your goals are worth the fight. You're worth the fight. And uh, wrapping up a group now, and I'll be probably starting one in a few weeks. So if, if a group, if a weekly accountability and coaching sounds like something you could benefit from, uh, it's another group that I'm offering. Um, as well as, of course, I always offer individual coaching for people one-on-one -on -one if they're interested. I love so, the fact too that they can just uh, do a free phone call with you as well. Yeah, so yeah. hopefully, you know, uh, we can get some of our viewers to definitely get on a call with you. Uh, you sure. have such immense knowledge. And wow. uh, so I really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I guess I should say, um, you know, a, a free, a completely free thing you can do is 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 follow me. I love on on Instagram. I'm at girl get your roots done, and that's 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 kind of a play on, of course, somebody who who gets her you know sun kissed hair, but also. <laughs> um, uh, about taking care of your roots, taking care of, of what grounds you and sustains you so that you can be healthy. And uh, so I'm at Girl Get Your Roots Done. And then I'm on Facebook, also at Girl Get Your Roots Done or Life Coach Amanda. So I'd love to connect there as well. I, I do my best to post content that is helpful and, and motivational there. Oh, I do not doubt it for a minute. Mm -hmm. You oh, have been you. a wealth of it today. Oh, so um, I'm excited. Uh, uh, definitely with the girls, get your girls, get your route done. Cause I already uh -huh. follow you on yeah. your life coach, Amanda. So, uh, so thank you for that. Oh, and one of the things that I would love, if you don't mind taking the last couple minutes that we have, if you could lead us out with a meditation, uh, Emily, sure. my marketing coordinator told me how it was so powerful for her. And I would just love okay. to end with that. If you don't mind. Sure. Sure. This is a, a meditation that really spoke to me when I was in a group and a woman used it. And so I just, I, I use it anytime I can. I think it's something that if, if we did daily, it would really set us up for success. So, okay. I'm just going to kind of, um, ask if people feel comfortable, you know, if you're listening to this real time or recorded, just, um, kind of close your eyes. 
and maybe put both feet on the ground if they're not already. Just sort of ground yourself. And take a deep breath in. And exhale. Take a deep breath in. Exhale. Allow all of the tension of the week, all of the demands, the outside world to be released from your body. Feel the tension release from your neck, your arms, your fingers, your legs, and your toes. Breathe softly in and softly out. This is your space. This is your breath. Each day that you arise and are able to be here and breathe is a successful day. You have already succeeded. Breathe in and think the words, I am. Breathe out and think the words, I can. Breathe in, I am. Breathe out, I can. Say to yourself, I am strong. I am confident. I am happy. I am healthy. I am unique. I am loved and I am lovable. I honor each opportunity, positive or negative, for in each there is room for me to grow and experience life, which is the greatest gift of all. Today I am able. Today I can breathe a little easier. Today I can rest a little easier for life will be a little easier with me. Take another deep breath in through your nose and exhale through your mouth. Allow yourself to feel the warm yellow light of energy that is surrounding you. 
It is covering you from the top of your head, down through your face, your throat, your shoulders, your arms, your chest, your stomach, your legs, your ankles, and your feet. You are surrounded by the warm light of love and protection. Today, proceed in peace to love and know that you are loved. Let's take another deep breath in through our nose. Exhale through our mouth. Whenever you're ready, you can kind of wiggle your fingers and open your eyes. That was lovely. Isn't it? I like it's a lovely one. Oh, feeling mm -hmm. so good right now. Good. Good. Thank you good. so much. Oh, thank you. It's been a real blessing to me and really, really enjoyed it and just love you. So now I'm going to start a podcast and have you on mine. Yes. Well, <laughs> I will be there. I'm so excited okay. to have connected with you. Thank you. you Such baby. great information. We'll be seeing each other, I am sure. Absolutely. All um, right. Well, thanks for all the wonderful you work work you do for moms, the bravest souls on this earth, or and um, I'm glad they have you. Oh, thanks. And you too. You too. <laughs> thanks so well, much. Well, you have a blessed day. Thank you thanks. so much. You okay. Bye, everyone. Bye.